Hey everybody, this is Mandy from Chapel Hill Forge. This is Missy from Homesteading Roots. This is Zad from Chapel Hill Forge. And Jeremy from Homesteading Roots. I love our new beginning. It's the best. Okay, all right. So today we're going to talk about are your kids smart? And first of all, the answer to that question is yes. Before anyone has right. any concerns that the question, that the question, that the answer might be no. I'm apparently not very smart. I don't even know the answer to my own damn question. All right. So first we're going to just, so that we have some like, baseline information here talk a little bit about what our school experiences were so i'll start so i was a great bser in school and i i mean i was a straight a student but let me tell you all the shit that i thought i learned in school i don't know any of it i was a great you know they could hand me a book and i could write a book report without any trouble and i never read the freaking book uh, you know, I BSed my way through like Spanish five. I had to read this whole like book in Spanish. I don't think I understood any of the damn book and I got an A in Spanish five. Like I was just, I was just that kind of kid. I was like 10th in my class. I was in every friggin' activity, every kind of band, a zillion sports, whatever. Like that was just my personality. But now as an adult, you know, they didn't teach me in school how to cook dinner, how to preserve food, how to kill a chicken, how to raise turkeys, how to milk up. a goat. How to make soap. How to back up a trailer. You know, they didn't teach you. <laughs> still can't do that. I still can't back up a damn trailer. I can back up a long trailer, not a short trailer. Um, I can back up our 35-foot fifth-wheel camper, but don't ask me to back up that little red lawn cart on the back of but, the four-wheeler. But do not ask her to pull up next to a gas pump. Oh, God. That was stressful. Okay, so... I didn't learn any of those basic skills in school. And, you know, now that I'm running a business, I have to file sales tax and get all my crap together for an accountant. You know, I have three children to keep alive and all these other things. And I'm raising this huge garden and these goats and chickens and turkeys and a rabbit and like this whole thing. You know, they didn't teach me any of that crap. I learned in school. Basically, they taught me in school how to BS for tests, how to BS through books, how to BS through book reports. You know, that's what I learned in school. And what did that get me? Nothing. You know, I have a college degree. You're which a good BSer. I am a good BSer. It's true. <laughs> I can bullshit pretty darn good. Um, you know, so I have a college degree in business, but I mean, I'm just going to be real straight with you. Whatever the hell I learned in college about business has nothing to do with the way I run my business now. I mean, maybe like a little bit about how to make a business plan or whatever, but none of the, the accounting class I took, I sucked at. And let me tell you, I do my bookkeeping just fine the way it is now. Um, legal and on the up and up and all that. But I struggled in that accounting class in college. I sucked at it. Um, so That's that was my experience. In school, I feel like school taught me how to be a good BSer. School didn't really teach me much of anything. So that that's where I am. Go ahead, Missy. School was a different ball game for me. I did not enjoy school. I was very meek and shy, and I was little, so I like kind of hid behind people. I was funny though. Like um, I'd always be cracking jokes, and I had like a lot of the teachers liked me because I was cute and funny and little and tiny and um <laughs> you're still that <laughs> not so tiny anymore but um I did not enjoy school I hated being like the center of attention I hated being called in class I never raised my hand whether I knew for sure what the answer was because I was afraid of making a fool of myself mm -hmm. um I just kind of sat there and prayed every time. Don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call me. Oh, God. And um, I was the kid jumping up and down in the front row. I would row. have hated you in school. Yeah, you would have. You all three I, would have hated uh, me. Like, I used to have so many anxiety attacks just going to the bus stop because I would think, oh, my gosh, I have to be out of the house by, like, 
7.59 because the bus comes at 8.04 and it takes me three minutes to walk down the driveway and nobody can see that I just got to the end of the driveway when the bus is coming because they might think that I'm lazy or, you know, whatever. So I have to be standing there like I've been there for a while and I'm responsible <laughs> and the, the, the stupid... Did she miss the bus? Right, exactly. <laughs> like the stupid things that I worried about in school, I found no joy in school. I mean, I had friends and stuff and whatever I guess that got me through but I made it through grade wise by the skin of my teeth I just always had it in my mind ever since I was little that I was going to live on a farm like I had no interest in college I didn't want to do any of that stuff I felt like it was a waste of time a waste of money um you know I'm barely making it through school why would I pay to go to another school and probably flunk out of um I just seriously knew that I was going to live on a farm at some point in my life and I was going to raise my kids and Honestly, I went to Votech for my 12th grade year and I took childcare. Who does that? Like childcare, okay? Because I knew that I wanted to be a mom. Like that was my biggest dream was being a mom. And I thought, okay, well, if I can get out of regular school and do something that I sort of enjoy for my last year, then I'll just be able to graduate and I'll never have to think about school again. It'll be done. It'll be over. I won't have these anxiety attacks all the time. Any of it. Um, so I went for childcare and then like the first year after I graduated, maybe a year and a half, I worked at kinder care. Um, and as I started, I guess, to develop mentally, I was like, yeah, this is not what I want. Like I might want to have my own kids and raise my own kids, but I don't want to raise somebody else's uh-uh. kids. Like no. this is not. So then I like thought, okay, well maybe if I work in an office because I love like office supplies and like I love she being likes organized. And I like okay. writing with nice pens and you know. So then I applied for a job at the judge's office and the rest is history. But um, I was not one who thrived in school. I hated it. I oh my gosh, d- the stress that I put on myself, worrying about like being called out or. You know, oh my gosh, if they ever said my name over the loudspeaker to like go to the office, I'd probably faint before I could even like realize what I needed to do because now the whole <laughs> school heard my name and they know I exist. And oh, you're still this the, way. The worst thing was in either middle school or high school when you got your lunch and like the cup the week before school started, if you couldn't find any of your close friends that had that lunch with you, the fear of walking into the lunch that room, is the worst, not knowing that sucked. Where you're going to sit, who you're going to sit with. Are you going to be the only one sitting at a table by yourself? Do I have to pretend I like this person just so I have someone to sit with and I don't look stupid? Okay, quick story. In third grade, I got a burger for lunch and it had soybeans in it. And I went home and told my mom I was never eating a school lunch ever again. I packed my lunch every day from third grade until I graduated. Okay, so in fifth grade, they fed us... Uh, subs and you know that salami no, that with spicy, the hard things barf the Got spicy bully. things barf i ate my sub and one of those spicy things must have got stuck in my tooth and i'm sitting there in the middle of like social studies and this thing like must have fell out of my tooth or something and it starts burning <laughs> my tongue and i'm sitting there and my eyes were watering and i was like i think i'm dying there's something in my mouth that's pretty but i can't raise my hand tell, tell him i have to go to the bathroom or Oh, God. Like, you it was the worst. Yes, I did. I and, like, was swallowing. My mouth is salivating. My eyes were, like, watering. Oh, and I thought God. for sure I was dying. And then, like, when I got home and told my mom, she's like, you know, it's this peppercorn. And I'm like, I'm never eating a freaking hoagie again in my life. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, I just, I did not enjoy school. I, oh, yeah, that's my story. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you go. Well, Elementary school was awesome for me. Uh, 
And then when I got to middle school, which was sixth, seventh, and eighth, uh, my first year of sixth grade, it was it was like I was in a whole different world. I struggled so much that you know I couldn't tell you which way was up. So I had to repeat the sixth grade. Finally pushed my way through middle school, got to the high school, and I hated it. I there was there was nothing for me in high school. Marching band. Well, yeah, I was in marching band. Um, they always make fun of us because Jeremy and I are marching band geeks. It's well, rude. And this is coming from the lady that can't walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> right. We're talking about Missy, by the way, yes. not me. Anyways, let's let's not bring up the subject about her riding her bike with her cat. That wasn't very smart. S M R T, right? Right. <laughs> um, so basically, high school, I checked into homeroom, went to the auditorium, crawled underneath the stage, and slept until it was time to go to Votech. I went to Votech. Oh my gosh, we've never heard this. I, I know this. Yeah. The amount of things we learn when we podcast cracks me yeah, up. There, there's a lot more stories, but they're not for podcasting. But, um, uh, so I was 18 my senior year. Uh, three quarters of the way through my senior year, dad had a heart attack and I walked out of school and never returned. Um, I don't think I knew that was the reason. Yeah. It was either save the farm or let the farm go under so i took it upon myself went to the principal's office handed him my books and said see you later and out way i went that was it um nothing in high school for me um other than the extracurricular activities did anything for me like i don't know when i'm gonna ever use algebra seven or whatever <laughs> you know um, go that high? Beats me. calculus i don't know when i'm gonna use you know this formula for that or that formula for that and it's it's a shame because the things that they were teaching in high school don't amount to nothing right now for me in middle school i did learn how to you know write a check balance a check write a a, an envelope how where to put the postage stamp the basics of that stuff which was good i mean that's that's stuff that we should be learning um but i hated school i, I if i could go back it would be elementary school because you don't have no care in the world you don't have to worry about right. paying bills and play sand yeah. play four square dodgeball yep right <laughs> yep but yeah i i i hated school it, it, it was i had to get up in the butt crack of dawn take a shower ride an hour and a half school bus to school and do it all over again on the way home and it's it wasn't for me i'd rather stay at home and, and well and this is a whole nother conversation but that's three freaking hours of your day wasted mm-hmm. yeah 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 so yeah i school wasn't for me Go ahead, other babe. than votech yeah what'd you do in votech i took uh building construction oh shocking <laughs> Go ahead, babe. So, school. Yeah. Uh, elementary school. Hated it. I mean, recess, but I remember... Even that you hated? Me. <laughs> yeah. Indoor recess was the he best, was though. He was chasing Susan McFarlane out on the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I remember sitting in class with my hand up until I got tired, and then I just 
put my hand down because I got tired of holding it up and long short of it the teacher that I had just wanted to help the kids that got the classwork easy that makes me want to cry didn't want to help the kids that didn't want to that didn't get it easy and needed more help um so my mom pulled me out of school and homeschooled me for I think two years and that was kind of rough at times you know because it's still you know just school just didn't come very easy to me I'm not a book learner I'm more of a hands-on learner um but then we moved and she asked if I wanted to try public school again and I went I looked like it'd be fun and, and like I would enjoy it and I had a lot of great teachers throughout the years through like elementary middle school high school um but uh it was not an easy road for me. I have a learning disability, um, dyslexic, and that doesn't just mean like I read words backwards, but just, you know, math isn't e doesn't come very easy to me. Just simple addition and subtraction I sometimes struggle with. Um, don't get me started with multiplication and division. <laughs> <laughs> spelling, um, I mean. Spelling I'm terrible with. Yeah, I hate it when you're trying to learn, trying to spell a word and you ask the teacher, for help and they're like we'll look it up in a dictionary well, well if i don't freaking know how to spell <laughs> how the hell am i gonna too. find the dang thing right <laughs> don't feel bad i asked the teacher how to spell tv so <laughs> wow tv babe. or television tv oh, how do you spell tv no no i got that one topped fourth grade i was in my learning support room you know as most people call it sped ed and my one spelling list, uh, the spelling test, it was, um, you had to spell pizza, and I spelled P-E-S-S-A, and the teacher ripped me out in the hall room, and decided to rip me a new one, and you think you're a class clown, you think you're funny, and I'm like, what did I do wrong? You know what you did wrong? I'm like, I don't, and it came out that I spelled pizza wrong. Well, and your mom has told me before in like second grade or whatever, you guys had to do something with your favorite color and you did something black and the yeah. teacher's like, black's not a color. And I'm like, yeah, it was art class. What is a freaking color? Right. So, yeah. So, um, school definitely was hard for me. Um, I had some friends and, you know, people I enjoyed eating lunch with or being in class with, uh, it wasn't till like middle school that. I kind of started enjoying things like we did. Um, we had a drafting class. I enjoyed that, even though there was you know some math and angles and things like that to try to remember. Um, shop, I really enjoyed with whether it was woodworking or whatnot. And then when we got to high school, I shot for the ag classes and the electronics classes because it was hands-on, and it kind of I understood it more, and I kind of it. it was easy oh my god and to me that sounds like hell um mm. i'd so fail. you know like my first my freshman year i wanted to go to ag mechanics one and that class was full so i had to go to electronics one but looking back now it was kind of blessing because i learned a lot of stuff on the like 12 volt side of stuff and more of your your like computer side of electronics your and how and many times have you and... rewired random things for all of us <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. um and then like in ag mechanics and stuff you, i learned the the 
120 side of thing like what your house is wired with and how to wire up outlets and light bulbs and switches and stuff like that and if I wouldn't have taken that class uh, there's a good chance that I wouldn't know how to do it or I'm kind of skeeved from it like Jeremy is with electric he doesn't care to touch it and doesn't really like to do anything with it where for me I know where my stopping point is and it's pretty much the breaker box and even then I've done breaker swaps I'm just not as comfortable with them like my buddy Dan um, so I also thought Votech was just for all the bad kids and that's where they went to you know allow the non-bad kids to be able to learn and my senior year I decided to go for heavy equipment operations and mechanics and I really quickly realized wow I should have started going and as soon as I could I think it was ninth and tenth you could go half day and then 11th and 12th you could do full day and I wish I would have done that I still had to go to the learning support classroom uh, for certain things any and all my tests that I did in any class I took in the learning support room and you know it didn't matter whether it was somebody that liked you or not if they didn't like you well you're lucky because you get to use your notes and the teacher helps you take your test and that's why you got a good grade and if they did like you it was well you're still so lucky because you get to you know have the teachers help on your test and you get to use your notes and whether you got to use your notes or not during that test you know a lot of times you had to take three quarters of the time to do it and then the last quarter you got to use your notes to try to finish your test but to this day at 38 when i go take a class for the fire company or when i got my emt you know i sweat taking tests like i always I, feel like the mom sending I you out am, the door i am so nervous when I'm taking a course and pretty much every course I've taken for fire EMS and law enforcement have been a college level class like you're getting a, a certificate from a college so for me like I never went to college out of high school because I barely made it through high school so why am I gonna spend good money to fail out in college the things I was interested in my guidance counselors pushed other things oh well you know you should go here and and they teach you this and you should go here and they teach you well that's nothing I'm interested in why would I go there it wasn't until sitting on in the brush truck one night talking to a DCNR Forester that I learned where I would have needed to go to get the degrees to become a forest ranger but you know at that point I'm already married and have kids and it's not the time to all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to go to college full-time so I can become a forester and become a forest ranger. You know, that ship has kind of sailed. So, you know, for me, it was, school was not fun. Now, I enjoy taking these classes for fire company and EMS and stuff. And I, you know, any time a class comes up, I want to go. Um, but back then, I hated it. I remember sitting at the dinner table for two three hours just trying to get my homework done so I had it for the next day when I walked into my class and it wasn't tardy because I didn't finish it and then get bad grades so I, I, you know, I mean sitting there for hours and crying and all so school was just definitely not my thing so we tell you all of that to kind of give you I don't know just kind of like some different experiences because our I, 
our kids are very much kind of like us. We sort we have kids that are just good at different things. I wouldn't say any of our okay, how many kids we have? Eight. Any of good God. Any of them are particularly like fond of school. I don't think any of them like love school. Um, as Missy and I have mentioned before, um, you know, Madison graduated from public school, Mason's in public school, Vanessa's in public school, and then Jared, Bud are in are homeschooled and then Bean good god all these kids Bean Zuzu and Jameson obviously are too little for school yet but they'll be homeschooled um so a goal of Missy and I's and obviously the boys too but Missy and I sort of spearhead this a little bit more is we want to help these kids figure out what kind of smart are you and how can you lean into that so you know like we've talked about Jared Jared is very He's an emotional kid. He's very sensitive. He's, um, quiet. he's a quiet kid. But like Missy said, you know, if he finds like a salamander, you know, he's like, oh my gosh, this salamander is going to be like my best friend and I'm going to mm-hmm. be so gentle with it. And then like, you know, she, we mentioned in the last podcast before we went to go butcher chickens, you know, she was worried that Jared was going to be really scared about that. So, you know, I see Jared, maybe he goes down a path where he also has his own farm and raises his own animals and things like that. He's very much, whenever I'm here at their house, I usually walk around their property and, you know, they have their garden out there and Jared usually tags along with me when I go for a walk and we talk about whatever plants or do whatever. And so he's asked me questions about garlic and I said, you know, hey buddy, are you, are you going to be interested in gardening and help mommy and whatever with the garden? And he's like, yeah, so like, what is it? The garlic is popping up right now. And so, you know, he's asked me about that. And so... I want to lean into that. When he asks me questions about that, I don't want to just blow him off and be like, oh, yeah, it's just garlic and we just keep walking. Like, I explained to him, like, it's popping up right now because it got a little warm and it's getting cold and back and forth. And then, you know, in June, we'll harvest the scapes and in July, we'll harvest it. And then I said, that bulb we grab, we're going to then break that apart and start it over. And I talked to him about the regeneration of that and whatever. Um, So we're trying to lean into their types of smart. Like for Vanessa, Vanessa and Bud are very much into art. So like I mentioned in the last podcast for Christmas this year, we got them like different paints and watercolor pencils and lots of paper and, you know, all these kinds of things because that's how they express themselves. Um, It's what they, it's something that they can do together and enjoy doing together. Um, And then, you know, for the littles, they're just, you know, they're four, three, and one. So we... Something I think Missy and I do really well is we're really good at like, um, it has a name, but like something like exposure play or whatever. So, you know, like we have Lincoln Logs available. We have Legos available. We have art supplies, Play-Doh. You know, we, there. Jameson was too, and he was helping us uh, take the seeds and everything out of peppers when we're processing them. Right. You know, so we really try to make sure we expose them because we want them to have this variety of experiences. So as you heard just from our, you know, as we reflect on what school was like for us, um, like, I think it was Jeremy that said, you know, or, and Zad mentioned this too, I realized once I got to Votech, hey, there is a way that I enjoy learning, and there are things I enjoy learning, it just wasn't in the traditional mm-hmm. system. Did, did you ever have a teacher that said, you need to learn your times tables, you need to learn your math, because you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket? <laughs> mm-hmm. I got right. one. Right, all we all time. got one. Yep. Actually, we have two, our watch and our I also <laughs> love the one where the teacher said that you're never going to make any money staring out a window. I made really good money staring out windows yes, driving down the road. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, or in your pieces <laughs> running, of equipment. Or heavy equipment. So, and to that note, you know, we can't all be good at the same things. My dad told me, I don't know, sometime when I was probably in high school, um, he's like, you know, what if everybody was a cashier? Well, who's going to help you when you go to the hospital? If everybody's a cashier, 
Who's going to be a doctor? If everybody's a doctor, who's going to be a lawyer? Who's going to be a teacher? Who's going to be the farmer? You know, and I don't know why that, you know, he probably doesn't even remember he told me that. But, like, that was just something that stuck with me my whole life was what if we were all cashiers? You know, or what if we didn't have any cashiers? What if you flip it? Like, what if you, no, it's kind of funny now because we have self-checkout. Right. But, you know, whatever. We still have cashiers to some degree. Um, so we're just really trying, there's like, I forget how many types of smart, Missy and I were listening to this really great podcast and they were talking about the type of smart, I think there's seven or something. It's like emotional, um, like communication, things like that. Um, and you know, that's something I always talk about with Bud is Bud is like, as smart goes, you know, Bud is not smart when it comes to math. And writing. It's mm-hmm. just not his thing. He's not a great speller. He's not good at math. Um, his reading has really improved over the last couple of years. Well, but, you know, like when you first started school with him and you're getting frustrated and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I Zad's relating I, hardcore. I, I, I was sitting there and she's, and she's like, okay, we need to take a break. And she come to me and she's like, I don't understand what he's doing. I was like, I totally understand what he's doing it because I did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I just did the exact same thing when he did it in my head. And, you know, I was able to, like, relate to to his issues and be like, I did that right now as an adult. And really, it's interesting because had I never met Zad, you know, I may have not realized that Bud really needed to be unschooled. That that home, traditional homeschool curriculum, whatever, was not going to be for him. I realized on my own that public school was not going to be for him, um, but I don't know that I would have really taken unschooling by the horns had it not been for Zad kind of bringing to light for me, hey, this kid's going to learn a lot differently than you learned, and we're going to need to figure out how to help this kid learn the best. And, and, I've, and I didn't bring up unschooling because I didn't no, really know right. about unschooling. I didn't either. I was just, you know, saying, like, this, is my, this was my struggle when I was a kid, and this is my struggle as an adult, and I can tell you exactly why he did that because... I did that before, and I still catch myself doing it to this day. And Bud probably is slightly dyslexic. I've never had him tested. I didn't really care. What what was that going to change? Right. <laughs> well, you label. didn't want to give him the label that right. I well, was right. labeled with my entire life. Well, right. And, like, even, like, we talk about Jared a lot, too. I have probably bought hmm, 20 different types of curriculum for Jared, and not a <coughs> single one of them, not even, like, a piece of them, would fit into his type of learning. And it got to the point where I was like... I was frustrated because I'm like, am I doing him a disservice because I'm not teaching him like every other, quote, homeschooling person is being taught with, you know, math and reading these special, like, subjects. Well, even but, when Mom Plum would do school with him, she, right. she could... Right, know. and it it just got to the point where I was like, you know what, he kind of needs to just fly his own flight and <laughs> kind of figure out, and, like, we've unschooled now for probably about three years with him and it's been amazing the kid now we still do things with him i have the only curriculum i found that like gives me that satisfaction that he is still learning is um the good and the beautiful because it teaches basic things very basic and like you have to get the basic thing to move on to the next thing and if they don't get the basic thing then it gives you other options of like (coughs) trying to figure out why they're not getting that and helping them to get that so we've really liked that curriculum but we don't use that heavily he doesn't use that every day um, I mean, there's or even every week, right? There's some months when we don't crack a homeschooling book, you know, like we're doing things here. He's helping cook. He's doing his own laundry. He's taking care of the animals that we have. Um, you know, he's learning responsibilities there. He's helping with his brother. He's learning that 
now he's the older brother, whereas, like, things that Mason did to Jared that used to make Jared sad, we find Jared now doing them to Sawyer, and we remind him, hey, remember how you felt when Mason did this to you? And, you know, like, we're teaching him And he loves playing different. outside. Right. He loves being outside. And, like, the stuff that this kid can craft up, the one time, he was, like, three, and he, we went outside, and he sat down on the sidewalk, and he pulled pieces of grass and made a portrait from pieces of grass and leaves <coughs> of this little boy. And I don't know. I could tag It's the wildest thing. We can like, share it on social. Yeah, I could you share it on social. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, like, speechless. Because I'm... I, and then, like, just the other day, they're out playing in the creek. And he finds an avocado shell and puts his little guy in the avocado shell and has oh him, like, gosh. riding down the creek. As and... soon as I saw this, like, before you even... I knew it was Jared. Because right. it was just such a Jared thing to do. Right. Like, like make his just... friend a little boat. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's a fidgety like... kid. He loves yes. little, like, little people and, like, blocks and whatever. And, like, that feeds his soul. And, you know, like... He's got a big imagination. Oh, he my does. Gosh, like, yeah. huge. And it's bigger than I can even understand. So, at times... I think that's why I get frustrated because I'm trying to get on the level of him, but he's a whole different smart than I am. Yeah. You know, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just different. But, you know, even the fact like Jameson and Bean, when Jeremy and I are out there with the chainsaws cutting mm-hmm. wood, they know that they have to stay back a certain distance. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've, most kids I don't feel like would know that. Or, you know, when Jameson comes into the blacksmith shop, he'll get my attention so that I can get a safety glasses and his ear protection. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of times some sorts of smarts are Mm underappreciated. So, like, today, Missy and I went to our favorite grocery store, Palette. (laughs) They have all the good stuff. And we just went for fruit for soap, which is comical, because we got home and we popped the hatch, and Missy goes, our husbands are going to know we got a load (laughs) if we pop the hatch. And I quote, do I need to bring the cooler? (laughs) No, we're only getting fruit for soap. We just share coolers back and forth. Yeah, we just send them back and forth. So... But, you know, we kind of talked about the people smart. So the little boys, Jameson and Bean, they're four and three. They come walking out. Can we carry something? Okay, that's people smart right there. I know grown freaking ass adults who would just sit there with their fat butts on the couch, not lift a finger to help. Mm -hmm. And these two are walking out four and three. What can we carry? Right. And then they found a bag that was too heavy. So they had... With Mandy's help a little bit, they found out that if Jamie holds one hoop and Bean holds the other, <laughs> they can carry it in together. And they carried this whole bag the whole way into the kitchen together. Yeah. And I just feel like that kind of stuff is underappreciated. And I'm not like busting on, you know, I hate when people are like, oh, kids of today just sit on their iPads. Okay, well, maybe they do sometimes. But, you know, what are you teaching them? Are you, are, are you teaching them that they should come help you unload the car? Are you teaching them, hey, can you take this to the downstairs fridge? You know, that kind of stuff. We have very, very helpful toddlers. And I'm not saying they're helpful all the time. Sometimes, whatever, you know, they're toddlers. Well, I mean, they're, they're still yeah, kids. There's times that I've been cleaning the house while you're doing something and Jamie's just doing his own thing. Well, like, Jamie volunteered to vacuum the couch this week. The other night, I was cleaning the house, and he, Daddy, I help. Daddy, can I help? I was like, yeah, can you do this? And he picked up all his toys that him and his sister drug out, put them all in the toy corner. What can, now what can I do? So then I had him go get the, the laundry, the towels out of the dryer. He did exactly what I asked with that. 
I mean, yeah, to, to I, its, like, it wasn't partially done. Like, it was completely done. All I had to do was pick the basket up and carry it out of the laundry room. Well, and it's like people say, too, you know, your kids are homeschooled. Well, they don't have, they don't have to communicate with, oh my gosh. with people in the outside world. That's a bunch of crap because... Them, huh? they, they don't You'll know talk their ear right? off. Right. Sawyer will, you oh know, gosh. you look at Sawyer and he's, hi, I'm Sawyer, you know, well, or you, I'm you, being... I feel like being you, could... you should tell them about when you had your, your satellite put in. Oh my gosh, the satellite guy and hey, how are you doing? Oh, get how you doing? How right, you doing, buddy? buddy right, Full buddy. How's it going? How's it going up there, buddy? Right, he's up on the ladder putting the satellite thing up. How's it going up there, buddy? You need anything? Like, you what know, you and the guy's like, right? Oh, yeah. And then he got onto these big kicks. What are you? What are you doing for Christmas? And then like after, after Christmas, it was what are you doing for Thanksgiving next year? Or what? What, what did he say to you? What you are we? Come over for Christmas. You want to come? Are we coming to your house? Are we for coming to your house for trick or treat? All this kind of stuff that, like, their little brains, like, soak up and process. Oh, Jameson and, the other night. Like, they're so dang smart. They're so smart. Jameson. Mommy, who's your favorite? Who's I'm like, what? Favorite? Like, am I your favorite? Or is Bud your favorite? Or is Uzu your favorite? I'm like, what? Can I love you all equally? Right. Or maybe depending on the day? Yeah. Right, so... I feel like you have to figure out what kind of smart your kids are, and that's what you need to lean into. And it can evolve. They can be two or three different kinds of smart. And, like, honestly, I kind of hate the word smart. So do I. uh, What does it even mean? Right. I know. What does it even mean? You know, because if... It's an institutional word. Right. If you ask me, okay, like, if someone came up to me and said, are you smart? And I'd be like... Well, first of all, you're a dumbass for even asking me that question. Because what what are you even asking me? Right. Like, what do you mean? Do I, am I, like, do I know? Am I educated in certain right. areas? I mean, smart is such a huge circle. Like, right. it's, it's, it's dumb, too. Right. Exactly. Like, it's never infinity. ending. That's it's exactly infinity. right. It right. is. Like, okay, I might not be great at this, but I can do this wonderfully. I you know, does make that make me goods. smart? <laughs> does that make me smart? Well, I don't really think so. Because I don't find, you know, smart is such a broad spectrum well and i think jeremy's situation is super interesting because he hated school and he knew that he was smart quote smart i'm using air quotes quote smart to be able to run the farm so he knew like okay this is what i'm good at this Mm -hmm. is what i'm smart and you know if i was 18 and faced with that same scenario and someone said hey can you go run a farm i've been like what Right. No, I could I could BS my way through this test maybe, right. and get you an A if you need me to do that for you. But I don't know that I could go home and like raise chickens and horses and all this right. other stuff. I feel like smart is kind of just what feeds your soul. Like yes. What, oh my gosh, what so gives much. you drive? What makes you want to learn something else? Keep going, you know, not just to sit there and be stagnant, you know. Yeah. Like, right. I think the way I think the way that we're schooling jared is we're letting him show us mm-hmm. what he wants to learn and same with right Bud. what he what avenue this week is sparking him and then next weekend or next week he's going a different avenue and right and like he basically not on it on his own but he can do math and he does some pretty hard math problems and like he's math, a really good reader right math and reading are his like big things that he enjoys doing did i ever force that on him no you know i was more frustrated with math than he was you know and i was feeling dumb because i'm like i don't understand this so i don't even know how i'm supposed to teach you this if i don't understand it and it was just this big mess and i hated it we basically give him the reins and with beam we give him the reins and say here 
you drive the horse. Right, right. You learn I, what, what you want to learn, how you can learn it, when you can learn it. And it's a scary train to hop on. It I mean, is. I'm not going to lie. When I hopped on the unschooling train, yeah. first of all, you're dealing with all these naysayers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, God, am I doing this kid a disservice? Oh, right. my God, he couldn't read a chapter book by the time he was five. Does that mean I right. failed this this kid or whatever? But, you know, I look at Bud and I'm like, he's going to do whatever he wants. Well, he's, like, I think about... J- Jared would be in sixth grade going into middle school next year. I can't even, like, fathom that in my head. No. Because he's been sheltered from the normal things that make kids grow up so fast. You know, And sheltered in a positive way. Right, in a positive way. Right. Right. But, like, a lot of these kids are so beyond their years because they've been handed things that kids shouldn't even have to deal with at those ages. Right. And I just feel like, you know... We've benefited him in that area. Now, like, if I throw him into public school, is he going to struggle? Absolutely. Because, like I said, the kids in sixth grade have been dealing with school since they started kindergarten, you know, and all that goes into that. But then, you know, all the different scenarios of that kids bring to the table and, you know, things that kids just at this age don't need to know. Well, and something that I love about Bud and Jared that we struggle with with Mason, for instance, is... Bud and Jared don't think I'm smart, I'm dumb, or any of that stuff. They just do life. Right. Yeah, there's no clicks that they got to worry about right. getting into. Right. There's, right. there's no... Well, no, no clicks as in the sport or... Oh, yeah. Or, or the, just friendship. The society, yeah. Like, they accept everybody. The, the, the social level right. or the clothes. Well, right. you know, I'm not... I'm not this clothes, these clothes aren't good enough, so... You need to get me this. Well, well I'm like, Jared talks with a lisp. Like, he has, just pronounces some words, like, he can't say his W's and his L's and whatever. And I stressed over that in the beginning, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give him time and see if it works out. And he still does a little bit, but not once has he ever said to us, I talk funny. You know, now, if he was in public school, and I'm oh not, like, gosh. coming down on public school, on all the time. he would have been picked on, he would have been Private singled school would out. Private well, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Speech, uh, therapy. Right, oh, yeah. or even if we were in, like, a co-op or something. Someone oh, would have yeah. been like, you talk funny. Um, you know, when we moved to Florida, the little neighbor boy that was the same age as him, Jared couldn't say um, Lucas. Lucas. He said Wukas, because he can't <laughs> pronounce his L's right. So then Lucas made fun of him and said, well... If you're not going to call me my right name, I'm going to call you Jerry instead of Jared. That's where Dean got it. Yeah, and and that, like, upset Jared. Jared was like, I'm saying your name right. Like, this, you know, and he, like, he came to me and was like, he calls me Jerry, but that's not my name. But he said he calls me that because I call him Lucas because I can't say Lucas. And, you know, so then for a while I really helped him try to, like, pronounce his L's and stick your tongue out and this and that. And I thought, you know what, I'm not doing this so that other people can accept him. Like, if this is the way he talks, this right. is the way he talks, you know? Like, so, I don't know. And I, not saying public school. Like, take public school out of it. Even if he went to, like, nursery school or something and had this experience with other kids, I feel like he would have a complex because of that, you know? Right. Like, our kids are just used to accepting people for who they are and what they like they bring right. to the table and Bud didn't you know, know his real name was Ethan until he went to preschool. Right. <laughs> yeah, like and that'll probably be Bean. Oh god, right. Right. But whatever. But I feel like there's never been a situation where a kid or some or an adult with a special need that we've interacted with that our kids have questioned, why do they act like that? Why do they talk like that? Why do they throw their arms around like that? Because 
you know, they don't know any different. Right. You know, they're, they're people just as much as you are. And well, and you and I have talked about this so many times, you know, people say, well, what, why, what are you unschooling? What does that even mean? Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't freaking go up to people. Why are you right. going to public school? Why right. did you send your kids to public school? Are they learning in public school? Do they know how to communicate with adults in public school? Because right, I'm exactly. sure shit that they don't. Right. Yeah. I, that really irritates me. That's just the whole, okay. And maybe some people are like, well, you guys are being judgmental of public school. Maybe right. to a degree, but we went to public school. Right, exactly. We played we the, the game. Experience. And just because you have a learning disability doesn't mean you're not going to excel and become something great or be right. able to make a good living. I mean, look at Harry Winkler. He has severe dyslexia. Henry? Yeah. Fonzie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He has severe dyslexia, and he is an amazing actor to Mm -hmm. this day. Right. He's very well known, yet he has severe, severe dyslexia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just because you like school when you went to school, it's totally different from when you went to school to what they're learning in school now. And I sit back and look at some of these people that were so, like, top of their class or the best sports player and all this and i look at him now and i'm like wow you guys are like really rough or you're like scraping the bottom of the barrel and mm-hmm. and not sitting here like tooting my own horn but i'm like i feel like i'm doing pretty darn good for myself for mr you know sped ed learning disability not good at sports not good at anything else that well, got made fun of back then i feel like it's it's fair for us to judge the public school because we went to public school like you were saying, right. we went to public school. We did it. For people to judge homeschooling who've never even don't have a clue, have an idea of what goes on or unschooling or everything is one hundred percent unfair because right. you have no clue. Yeah, no. Clue. Uh, it's like like I was saying, if we had bad experiences going to public school, why would we want to put our kids through that? Right. Just because this naysayer says, "Oh, public school, public school," and they had a great experience, doesn't exactly mean their child's having a great experience mm-hmm. because kids these days are holding stuff in that they shouldn't be. Right. right. Well, and what are they basing homeschool off of? Right. Watching right. some Hollywood TV exactly. reality show of right. like the Duggars or something. Well, yeah. and I think it's, it's so interesting to me to like have someone like Zad and I, or two people like Zad and I come together. Zad had this terrible experience in public school and I had, I mean, I say, I guess I had a good experience but, you know, as I get older... You, th- you thrived in it. I thrived, right. But, like, to say I had a good experience is probably not very fair. So I think it's really interesting to take, you know, a kid who, like, loved Votech, and I would have never thrived in Votech, and, you know, whatever, and to come together to say, okay, the best thing for these kids is to homeschool them. And I think there's a lot of power just in that alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... In homeschooling, there's a lot of control... Uh, over what our kids learn mm-hmm. and what we get to teach them and we get to teach them what they're going to use in life mm-hmm. none of this bs of you know like i said algebra seven like, right shakespeare well, I mean, like right. what the hell's the, that gonna get the me the fact that you know a three-year-old jameson knows what tools are in my shop and how those tools are used or the fact that bud knows how to change a tire when there's some adults out there who don't even know what a tire wrench is or a lug nut but yet he could change that with no problem, and you know Manny teaching him his his um, you know his checking account and savings and Roths and IRAs and what they do for you and what they don't do for you. You know some adults don't even have a clue what a Roth or an IRA is. Right. 
Any other comments? No, we could talk about this. Yeah, I could go on. Oh, hours and hours and hours, and hours. <laughs> right? Talk about this so, for days. moral of the story is, we just want you to help you figure out how your kids are smart. Because they are smart. You just have to figure out how they're smart, what they're smart at. And like Jeremy said, give them a little freedom. Like, let the reins a little bit loose. Um, they might surprise you. They right. might yeah. surprise you. Might have. I Every day. I mean, you know, and again, we've said this a hundred times. We don't think we have perfect kids. We don't think we have, you know, like whatever. We just are. And there's times that we're like, are you even thinking like what in the <laughs> world? God, what, what just went through your brain that you thought that that would work? We just, you know, at the end of the day, like any other parent, we're just trying to do the best by our kids and our kids' personalities and what our kids need and thrive on. Um, And just like any other parent, trying to give a better life to our kids than we had. And it's nothing against our parents. Our parents did what they thought was the best at the time. And we're just trying to do the same thing. So... I, this is a kind of a heavy topic. So, like, if you have questions about this, I know I get questions about unschooling and what is unschooling and how do I homeschool and blah, blah, all the time. Um, and I've written a couple blogs about it, just giving you, like, the basic steps to get started um, as far as state rules and laws and crap like that. So if you have questions about that, check out my blog. Um, and if you just want to have a conversation about it at all, I mean, Missy and I talk to people about this all the time. So. Mm-hmm reach out to us. Um, as always, we hope that you learned something or at minimum enjoyed the conversation and we'll see you guys next time. Bye friends.